0: Our Bible reading this morning is from Proverbs three verses 1 to 12. "Wisdom bestows well-being." My son <coughs> My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years. and bring bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favour and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and shun evil. This will bring health to your body, and nourishment to your bones. Honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, and do not resent his rebuke. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves, as a father the son he delights in. So far our reading. Thanks to uh, Vet,
1: and thanks Etienne and Katie and Ryan for all you've shared so far. Just one thing before I open up those verses with you. If you have kids, uh, if you have really young kids and are in need of a cry room, there is one through that door there. You don't miss out on anything, you'll be able to hear and there's a TV screen for you to follow along with. If you've got slightly older kids up until age four, there is a crèche as well, which is in the hall across the car park uh, and feel free to make use of that if you need it. Very good, apparently no one does. Excellent. Wonderful. Now, I don't know uh, how you're feeling about it being the end of the year, maybe just surprised that it is in fact the end of the year. I don't know how you feel about 2019, how it's been for you. Uh, Maybe you feel like you've nailed it this year. Uh, Maybe you feel like all your plans have happened exactly as you desired, you've achieved heaps, you've met with success. Uh, Maybe that was your 2019. Uh, If so, wonderful, great, I'm very, very glad for you. Maybe you feel like you've kind of just bumbled through this year. (laughs) Maybe you feel like, Uh, You've just made it by the skin of your teeth. You're exhausted. You're worn out. You're so glad that this year is over. You never felt like you're on the top. You've just lurched from one thing to the other. If so, you've made it. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) But really, it doesn't matter, does it? Uh, It doesn't matter at the end of the year uh, how this year went because we're looking to the next year, aren't we? We're looking to what's to come. We've got plans and we've got hopes and we've got fears. Who knows what this next year will bring? Maybe it will be a really good year. Maybe it will be a really hard year. But you know what would be really nice? What would be really nice would be some help in how to navigate this next year. You know, we we want to know how to make decisions which are going to help us have a really good 2020 We want to know how to plot a straight course through the next year, how to to get off in the right step and how to keep going. We want a smooth path. We want the best. We want a right way through the next year. And I don't know if you noticed it, but that's exactly what our passage today promised to us. Uh, It's right there in verse 6. The straight path is put on offer before us, is is held out for us to take hold of. The right and smooth and confident way through this next year and through life in general, in fact. No matter what life brings, no matter what this year brings, whether it's good, bad or ugly, a straight path through it all. So how? (laughs) That sounds wonderful. Uh, How do we get that? How do we have it? Well, our writer, the wise one, he doesn't hide it, does he? I don't know if you noticed that uh, as DeVette read it. It's there in verse 6. Uh, in all your ways acknowledge him or submit to him, depending on your translation, and he will make your paths straight. How do we get the straight path? Well, it's there in that word submit or uh, acknowledge God, which is literally just the word no. Now, not know like we know facts, like I know that next year is 2020. Uh, or that I know today is Sunday. Uh, it's no, like a parent knows a child, or knows like a husband knows a wife. It's more than just upfront, on the face of it knowledge. It's intimate, personal, relational even. Do you want a straight path through life? Then know God and know him well. When we scan through the rest of the passage, we see that that's backed up. The the writer starts off with a reminder in verse 1, don't forget my teaching, don't forget my commands, that is uh, the commands of God that he's passing along, saying know God's desires, know God's heart. It's there again in verse 3 as well. Uh, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Uh, Know God's ways, know his goodness, know his faithfulness. How can you have the right and confident and straight path through life? Well, knowing God is the key to it. Knowing God is the key. When you think about it, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if if God is the creator and ruler of the world, then it would follow logically that he would know the straight and right path through the world, doesn't it? I mean, if you're ever in a maze, the person you want helping you out is the maze maker. Well, if you're in the world, what do you want besides the world maker on your side. And Proverbs' invitation is, know him. But how does that work? How does knowing God actually give us useful and practical and even day-to-day help in living well and in plotting a good course through the year ahead? Well, maybe we can think of it like this. Uh, This will come as no surprise to my own congregation. Maybe the news hasn't spread to pathway yet, uh, but I'm not a handy guy. Uh, When it comes to doing anything practical, I feel that minister stereotype, no offence, and Etienne's more practical than me, but I feel that minister stereotype very well. Uh, I can't do it. I have to think very hard about building anything. Uh, I built a sandpit for the kids, the most basic sandpit in existence, and even that took a lot of hard thinking for me. What sort of timber do I need? What sort of tools will I need? What sort of fastenings to stick it all together somehow? Uh, And YouTube, YouTube is my friend, kind of. Uh, I have no knowledge of how to build things. And so if I want to do it, I have to think really, really hard through every single step of that process to make it happen and I'm still not 100% sure that it's worked out. There's sand, so they're happy. Now my brother, on the other hand, is a bit different. Uh, my brother's a builder, he's been a builder for quite a while, and he knows building. If my brother needs to build something, or make something, he doesn't think through the whole process. He doesn't spend hours trying to work out what sort of timber he needs and what sort of tools he needs and what sort of fastenings he needs. Uh, he doesn't go to bunnings and stand absolutely bewildered by an entire aisle of bolts. Like. <laughs> I don't get that. Anyway, he knows building. And so when it comes to making something, he just does it because it's instinctual. It's automatic. His knowledge of it is that close. And Proverbs is inviting us to know God that well and therefore know instinctively, automatically, how to walk his straight path through life to know him so well that not only do we know what that right path is, but when it comes to making decisions, when it comes to making choices, we walk that path instinctively. And the good news? The good news is we can know God that well. We can know God. Not, not by, by doing something amazing, not by changing the way we live in the next year, not by, by doing something dramatic or some ritual or going to some religious site, We can know God because God makes himself known to us. The Bible says this in in John uh, chapter 1. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, that is Jesus, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. Don't miss just how profound that is because what it's describing was impossible, should have been impossible. After all, the Bible says we had rebelled against God, we would turned away from him and the result of that was we had separated that relationship we were supposed to have and we were a long way away. We were far from him and too far to know him at all, which is why we lost the straight and good path through life. Now we had no way of changing that. What what we'd done was irreversible by us. We couldn't get up to God. We couldn't get close to God. And so what did he do? Well, he came close to us. He came down to us so that we could know him. God in flesh, Jesus, came to earth and he came to reconcile us. That is, to remake that relationship, to bring us close again. He did it in his death, uh, for- forgiving our rebellion and sin, all that had drawn us apart, apart. And he did it in his life, bringing us together and making a living and real relationship possible, restoring us as children of God. So all you have to do to know God is trust Jesus and repent of your rebellion, and that's it. He has come close to you so that you can truly know him, not in just an intellectual way, not just information about him, but in a personal way, so you can know his straight path. Know Jesus and know his path through life. Jesus said in, in John chapter 14, If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. How do we get to know him better? Well, I mean, how do you get to know anyone better? It's by talking to them, by spending time with them, but especially by listening to them. And the wonderful thing is, God has spoken to us by his Son, the living word, by his word given to us so that we can know him and so that we can know him intimately and well. You want to know God, you want to know his straight path? Well, saturate your lives in him and with him in his good news of life and hope and salvation. Uh, there's, There's no new technique that I can give to you today. There's no mystical religious shortcut to knowing God. It is simply by knowing what he has said to you by listening to his word, which announces him to us. Uh, We stand on the brink of a new year. We all make meaningless resolutions. Well, maybe there's a chance to make some good ones this year. Maybe it's a new chance to build some new habits into your life, some new ways into your rhythms of the week times of reading and and talking through this good news, whether it's with your spouse or with your family or or with a friend or a, a housemate. Maybe this year you could grab one or two people from your church and say, look, I would love to get to know God better. Would you like to walk that path with me? Let's do it. Let's find out what he's about. And in our broader communities as well, we can just speak this stuff to one another learn it and and wrestle with it and uh, share what's giving us joy, share what doubts where we're finding hard. And there's every chance that not only will you learn more as you read, but you'll learn more as you share and as you learn from one another, as you teach each other and come to know God better. And as you do, you will know his straight path through life. Not a, not a life of stressing or agonising over every decision or, or choice that you have to make, but knowing it and knowing him so confidently, so well, that him and his way through life is clear and apparent to you. Know God to know his will. But what about when life's hard? Because let's be honest, it gets that way unexpected things pop up. I mean, who knows what this year will bring. Maybe you'll look back in the future and say, 2020 was the best year of my life. (laughs) I hope that's true. But maybe you'll look back and say, that was the hardest year of my life. Who knows today? Well, as the wise one continues, there is good and there is hard to come. There is times where you'll experience plenty, times where you'll experience success, But also times when you'll experience hardship, when you'll experience God's discipline. How do you plot a straight path through the turmoil of life? How do you do that? Well, we find out as we read on. It's first of all not by pretending it's not real, (laughs) not by pretending it's not going to happen. Look at verse 9 again. Uh, Honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Uh, as you glance through this passage in some other places in Proverbs, it almost seems to be saying that you know, if you do the right thing, uh, if you live for God really well, then you are going to be meeting with all sorts of success. Wonderful things. I don't know if you've got barns, but they'll be overflowing. If you've got vats, lots of new wine. It, it seems like that's the promise, doesn't it? But that's not how wisdom works. The good path is not a promise or guarantee of good to come. That's not how life works. No, what Proverbs is promising us is actually far better than that. Proverbs is not promising us a path around difficulties if somehow you could live this way and, and not ever experience hardship. No, what pro- Proverbs is promising to us is a straight and right and confident path right through the midst of anything difficult that comes. How is that possible? Well, look again at verse 9 to 12 with me. Honour the Lord with all your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not de- despise the Lord's discipline, and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, as a father, the son he delights in. Do you see the way that the the, the wise man here is, is describing this life? If you have plenty and abundance, what do you do? Honour God with it. In a good season, live for Him, honour Him. If you meet with hardship or with great difficulty, what do you do? Don't despise the Lord's ways, know Him. And live for him. And there's a key. The key to this straight and right path through life is not one of dodging whatever might possibly come our way and somehow avoiding it. The key is living for God first through all of it, regardless of what comes. Uh, Last year we took up a new hobby. Uh, We've taken up mountain biking recently, uh, which is a great way to get fit and sore in all sorts of wonderful ways. Um, now, like all the other hobbies I, I seem to have picked up, the only problem with it is there's always better gear to be had. All these hobbies are very expensive. Maybe that's just true of hobbies in general. Maybe craft like, is like that as well. I'll, I'll never find out. But anyway, we're always upgrading gear and always spending money. Uh, and I just got a new bike with more suspension for my increased weight. Uh, LAUGHTER but, but, but why do you have suspension? Why do you have more suspension on a bike? Uh, is it so you can dodge all the bumps in the track? Uh, no. Why do you have suspension? It's to soak it up, to get through it. Uh, suspension is not some magical uh, thing that takes you around every bump that might appear on the track. Suspension gets you through it by smoothing them out so you can pass through them well. And so is knowing And living for God. Because He is the constant when life is not. That's what Proverbs is inviting us to do. When life is good, look to Jesus. Remember His love and care and knowledge of you, and be humble and grateful and generous with all you have. And when life is hard, look to Jesus. Remember His love and His care and his knowledge of you and be humble and grateful and generous. I mean, it's hard, isn't it? I don't, I don't know which is harder. It's hard when things are going well to, to live for God first. We, we get so confident, we get overconfident. We think, this is great. Things are going so well, we're on a good track. Things are always going to be great. Enjoy it. And how easy it is to forget God. But it's true on the other hand as well, isn't it? You know, things are hard, you know, we're, we're, things are, are tough. We face trials and obstacles and we, we panic or we worry or we stress and we forget God. The trick in both cases is to go to God, in fact, to depend on Him and not just depend on Him, but serve Him and give yourself to Him. See, the the temptation is when things are are going well, let's make the most of it. You know, I've got plenty of time to serve God later. (laughs) I'll just do it then. And the temptation when things are bad, I'll just get through it. We'll just get through this season. we have got plenty of time to serve later. Instead, Proverbs says the good path, the straight path, is serve God now and trust him. If things are good, if things are bad, start with him. It will help you as you lean on him. In hard times, he will be foremost in your mind. It will help you as you know him. In good times, as you learn him even more as you serve him. Trust him and live first for him and he will be your straight path through crooked circumstances. Who knows what 2020 is going to bring. Uh, I do know that whatever it brings, God is constant through it. If you lose your job, God is constant. If this year you're diagnosed with cancer, God is constant. If your family grows, God is constant. If your family shrinks, God is constant. If you move house or if you lose your house, God is constant. If you're away travelling, God is constant. If your mental health fails you, God is constant. If your children's health fails you, God is constant. If all your plans succeed, if you meet financial windfalls, God is constant. And because he is, we know him and we live for him first. Whatever this year brings whether it's ups or downs, whether it's unexpected or expected things, there is always certainty for those who know God, who are learning God, because he is constant, he is dependable, and he is our straight path through whatever this year brings. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, even though we don't know what the year ahead will bring to us, It is such a blessing to have confidence knowing that you are sovereign over all the days ahead. You know them all for you've planned each one of them out for each of us. And we just thank you for the confidence we can have in you because of that. Father, we pray that in the future when we look back at 2020, uh, that we might be able to say of this year that it is the year that we came to know you best and far better than ever. Father, help that to be true of us as we go from here. Help us to seek out ways in which we can learn you and come to know you more intimately and personally and wonderfully. And so walk the straight path that you've given us through this life and so serve you no matter what comes, above and before all. In Jesus, our Saviour's name we pray. Amen.